Ferguson, they put you through the mill into injury time, almost lost the cup, and you win it. The new European champions, the treble, the dream come true for you. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Football, by the hell. Hello everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode of the podcast, Football Bloody Hell. Well, this is your host Prashant Tiwari and with me, I have Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hello. Andrea, how are you? Good, good. Busy week. I'm a bit depressed about the international break. Yes, it's so boring, right? <laughs> I agree, yes. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do for the whole two weeks and then... Yeah, I, I agree. Like it, It's been like a few days that I haven't really looked at my team properly. And that just kind of feels wrong. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, uh, we couldn't bring you a pod last week. Even me and Andrea, we were very busy in our work. So, you know, we apologize for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we should jump in straight away. So, how was your game week four, Andrea? Um. Quite poor, actually. I, I wasn't very happy with it. Well, I guess it was quite a bad game week overall. So I, I, I might not be so sad about it. But um, I, I had 51 points in the end. And mm-hmm. um, my main scorer was Mane. Um, and uh, my captain failed. So... And Obama Young scored, so I guess that, that there are some good things and bad things. And I guess my biggest regret was benching Ings over one Bisaka, um, which could have put me at nearly 60 points. But it doesn't matter, really. It's it's fine. It's been and gone. And I already kind of thinking I won't be doing well this, this season. <laughs> How did your game week go? Well, uh, I think slightly better than you, but in the hindsight, not that good because I was one of the managers, you know, who was Aguero triple captain. Oh, yes. You mean the one when I told you not to do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, that, that day I had a feeling that he would score and it was such a poor lay. So unlucky he was. Like, could have scored 2-3 easily. Yeah, I knew that Rafa wouldn't make it very easy for them. So, so that, that's, that, that was my thinking behind it. Um, and then with Aguero triple captain, he gave me 18 points. Well, last year, Jesus gave me 12. So, I think this is better. But <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, and then uh, De Gea gave me six. That uh, first clean sheet. Then, surprisingly, I had Bolly in my team because Tomkins was in, injured. And then Bolly gave me eight points from the West Ham Wolves game. Yay! <laughs> and then Robertson Mendy, my favourite fullbacks in the league, 5-5 five, five points, so consistent they are. <laughs> but you don't have Alonso yet? Yes, yet. I have now. <laughs> well, you have now, but are you're on the wild card now, right? Yes, I'm on the wild card. So what made, what made you kind of decide on that? Well, I had been flirting with the idea ever since game week two because, you know, like my game week two was horrible where I got, I don't know, 45, 50 something and then even game week three was 55, 55-ish, something like that. So, uh, yeah. then, and now, uh, 
my tomkins is injured zaha is injured there was shit players like even walcott was injured and <laughs> and then rawls was there i think we both have him the hudson odoi is not playing so lots of you know it needed yeah. a change problem with rawls is that he dropped in price and that really irritated me <laughs> yes point one i lost because of him who buys rawls and who what do these owners expect from him like a hat trick or something why do they sell him <laughs> yeah i don't really understand what people yeah expect from him <laughs> what are your plans with your wild card what who are you looking to bring in oh that's a tough question right uh, well currently i'm thinking of going off with de gea because uh even at 6 million actually he, was, he has become 5.9 now so i played the wild card early and dished him because i didn't want to lose point one there yeah and then currently i am thinking of going with two 4.5 million keepers i think it's a good idea yeah and but i don't i can't decide whom should i go for i think i'm going for patricio and ryan but i'm not sure let's see i want are you not tempted with hennessy yes exactly you actually stole the words right from my mouth hennessy <laughs> i have hennessy in my team right now but i'm thinking of swapping with patricio because you see there is this thing where crystal palace haven't won a single game in over 2 years when zaha is not playing so even zaha is an attacker but the whole team's confidence goes down when he's not playing so i don't know if i'm very confident with hennessy right now yeah i guess also with tomkins out but yes. you will have two 4.5 mil keepers so i guess you can keep hennessy on the bench until zaha is back well i can do that yes if zaha is definitely back then i'll keep hennessy and then second keeper for, for now i have chosen ryan because his fixtures look after i think after one game i think he is first but after that his fixtures are good yeah yeah i i I'm, i would be tempted with schmeichel i think he looks quite good um but i guess it depends if if you how much you want to spend on your keeper like i currently only have 1.5 million and 1.4 million keeper Um, you had you have the best in the country so i don't <laughs> yeah exactly the best keeper in in the country <laughs> well, i think you should take your transfer out of jordan pick for this game <laughs> yeah, i i really don't know what to do i have one free transfer i don't want to take any hits so so i already took uh, minus 8 so far and that i i don't really want to even consider any more hits So I'm kind of very close to just sticking to my team and bank and rolling the transfer for the next game week. Um however then the captain choice I guess becomes a, a good question for me because Liverpool are playing Spurs and as much as Salah is fixture proof I would rather not risk it. I might go for him in the end because he did score three goals against Spurs last season. Yes, um, yes. And um but I think it's going to be harder at Wembley. Um and I guess we I guess Aubameyang can be the other one but they're they're playing who they're playing. Um, Newcastle. Uh, oh yeah, okay. So he's not a good sh- <laughs> good shout then. I mean I he wasn't that brilliant against Cardiff either. So that kind of I don't know. I'm I'm very close to captaining Alonso. well that might in the turn out to be one of the best decisions of your whole season <laughs> i don't know cardiff are they playing cardiff so at home so i i'm thinking i'm i'm very close to to captaining alonso actually 
well yeah that's a good one actually uh, then well coming back to my wild card i have robertson yeah. robertson and mendy untouched i don't want them to be you know going out of my team and then i i have alonso finally oh yeah <laughs> Well, I was very stubborn last season when I didn't have him, and then I had Aspilicueta, and then Aspilicueta kind of, you know, balanced out the whole Alonso thing in the end. But this time, Aspilicueta is playing as a right yeah, wing, yeah. right back, so he's not providing those crosses from the right hand channel, and that's why he's not so tempting that he was last season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, I uh, in defense, I have Robertson, Mendy, Alonso, Van Bissaka is staying, and then I have Bali. He bolly who gave me eight points in two successive game weeks, but I'm thinking of swapping him with Shaw because I don't have any United cover and United and fixtures. Yeah. United are very nice, so you know I'm thinking of going with Shaw. Yeah, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I I think I would go for him as well. Then in I'm, midfield, I have I am in keeping Salah team. I am very like I think he he's due a very big score. Right now, because his misses were against Leicester. Any other day, he could have had a brace or something. Exactly. I think. I think in in all four games so far, he has shown that he is far. You know, he's far from one season wonder, and I think he just needs to get back in it. And I mean, this time last season, he had even fewer points than he has now. So. I think he's still still a very safe choice. He's fixture proof. He scored against Chelsea, he scored against City and he scored against Spurs. So I don't see how is bidding him a good idea. And um people massively bin Salah for Hazard, but I don't think Hazard will come to as even close to Salah's number at the end of the season. And I think okay, Hazard has this positive thing where he has very good fixtures coming up and i can see why he's very tempting and under sari i think they have a better style of play and get more attacking however i i just don't see that hazard is a better value than uh, like long term than for example mane or even sala with his higher price tag but that's that's my opinion and then uh, uh, what yeah. i think is even the Like people, well, normally the managers managers are thinking that Salah is blanking and Mane is scoring, and then Mane's price is rising. But if you see the underlying stats, Mane is not like Mane is getting one chance or two chances, and he's finishing those. But Salah is still in the box, still shooting, still crossing, still playing those key passes. Exactly, exactly. And you've seen against Brighton, Salah was in literally every position. He was playing a for central forward. He was playing on the wing. He was playing a number ten. He was playing in defense. He was everywhere. Like I think every five minutes, his role in the game changed. So he 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 not only provided crosses and he scored a winning goal against Brighton, uh, but he also he, he just does so much. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean much in FPL. Hence, he lost all his bonus points, which I found extremely annoying. Um, yes, uh, but I I think yeah a lot of his work goes unnoticed. Um, uh, but his he returned in three out of four games, and I I think what what can you ask for more? Like I I just don't see. I mean, okay, Mane, but Mane also returned in in three out of four. Okay, he uh, maybe... I think Mane is not that consistent. Even last season, he started very brightly, and then as the season went on, he just you know. I think what happened to Mane is he got 
that red card against City and that sidelined him uh, for quite a long time. And then I think he was injured for a while and it took him a while to get back in it. I know I had him towards the end of the season and he returned in nearly every game in the last seven game weeks or something. So, or, or even more. I, I think I brought him on in March or something. And until the end of uh, May, I think there was maybe one game that he didn't deliver in. So it was either an assist or it was something. It, I think he was he was very consistent, but unfortunately he was sidelined for so long that his his points total just didn't reach as high. But I think this season he will reach two hundreds easily, easily. Um, but the thing is, I wouldn't choose Mane over Salah because you know they will both score uh, over two hundred points. So why not just get two players and get over 400 points from those two players? That, that's my... I, I, I don't want to be biased. I mean, if there is anyone else who's going to score that many points for the same price, and I, I am sure that they will, I would take them. But to be honest, I, I don't trust Hazard because I had him so many times last season. I burned myself so many times with his high price and his scoring potential that I, I just don't trust him anymore. And and I might burn myself again this season by not having him, but I'm going to take that risk. And uh, same thing goes with me. I had Hazard for about that, you know, last season when about game week 15 to game week 27 or 28 when Chelsea had a really good turn of fixtures. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And then I bought Hazard in after he scored a brace against some team. And then after that, he gave me like one or two assists and nothing for the next six, seven game weeks. And I had to sell him. And exactly. And he was like 10 point something last season. 10 point 10.5. 10. 10.6 oh. or something like that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He was very pricey and I was really disappointed. I mean, he, he might be under Sarri a completely different player and he might return in every single game week like he did so far. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying that I am a bit worried about uh, how, how he would be in my team. And that's the reason, like, I, I am tempted to bring him in. I really am. But I am also a bit worried of, of burning myself. <laughs> and then, uh, well, I said already about Salah and I have Pedro in my team. Uh, I think he's a good pick. I'll keep him. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And then one, one pick I have is, I have Lingard. Like, okay, people are saying United are shit and all that. And even he missed a couple of chances in the only <laughs> Yes, he missed. He didn't miss actually. Like, okay, he was unlucky, but he was getting in those positions, right? If you see the stats of that game, he had, I think, second highest number of penalty area touches for United or something like that. He was really, really involved. So, I just don't see United scoring that many goals. So, so, so that's what kind of would I don't know. I, I guess if he's a bit shit next week or something, you can always swap him for a Charleston when he's back. Yes, that's that's the best thing about Lingard is he's a 6.8 right now. So, if he's not firing, then I can take him for Richarlison or for Madison also because he's been in good form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. And then I have I have one very interesting player at 5.3, an Algerian, Gazal, who scored uh -huh. against you guys. Yes, he did. But are you sure he's going to get enough game time to... Uh, I'm not sure. Like... 
in that price range either i can get him or i can get ruben neves or something like that but if he plays then he plays as a winger right so yeah but the thing is i think when vardy's back i think they it, it might be a bit different i i would actually i would seriously consider vardy when i play my wild card um i i i am very close to just going with two mid price attackers um or forwards because I just don't see how I I don't think I get enough uh, value from them. Um the thing is Aguero is probably the best forward I can think of at the moment. Um but it happens that he scores a hat-trick or four goals or five whatever and then he blanks for five consecutive game weeks. And I just I'd rather have a ca- a player who's going to be more consistent or cheaper. I don't I'm not saying Vardy will be consistent. He won't. Um but Vardy scored 20 goals last season and that goes very massively um ignored because you know there's Salah, there's Kane, there's Aguero. He scores against the top 6 and then when I even I had him for a I think for a few weeks uh, last season and then he blanked against those smaller teams where they sit back and they don't allow him the space to run behind the defenders exactly that's that's exactly the reason why i don't want to get him now because their uh fixtures are all cardiff full on this and that you know and i just don't think vardy will be the best again so i i said that i think i was really relieved when i saw that vardy won't be playing against liverpool because every single game they played liverpool vardy scored um so <laughs> I'm I was just very happy that he didn't play. Uh well and then I finished my wild card with uh Mitrovic, Aguero and Aubameyang. I'm not sure what to do with Aubameyang for now. Well, I think you should sell him and spread your funds. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking to sell him and get someone like Troydini or something and then use it for somewhere else. If Zaha yeah. is if Zaha is back, I will buy Zaha back otherwise Why are you not tempted with Arnautovic? No, because uh, West Ham are not creating enough chances. I saw the highlights of the match and then what all Arnautovic had to do in the whole match was run from 30 yards and then dribble past one defender and took a shot, a good shot, but I didn't see yeah. him, you know, in and around the box creating getting lots of chances, so But he is on penalties. <laughs> Or maybe I... maybe Murray. Oh, Mare, yeah, Mare is a good choice, yeah. But I, that six million bracket, too many options are there, like Glenn Mare, Troy Deeney, and five point five Danny Ings also is there, so it's a bit yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah, Ings. I think Ings is a good shout, but maybe after the Liverpool game, I I can bench him for that game, no problem. Or that, yeah, exactly. But if you then downgrade Aubameyang to Ings, you will have so much funds to spread. It, then it, I think extra 5.5 million. I mean, you can upgrade Lingard to Hazard. <laughs> I know I'll upgrade Pedro to Hazard. I don't want two Chelsea attackers. Or that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. And then maybe you can. I don't know. What do you think of Lucas? Like I have him. Um, I'm, I'm. I mean, he returned five points in the last game. I was quite uh, happy with that. Um, I think considering usually when I bring someone in, they blank. <laughs> <laughs> So you want him to blank? <laughs> well, I would want him to blank in the next game. Yes, I would prefer him to blank in the next game. Um, 
but I will not bench him. I will not bench him because I have some kind of reassurance. If if Liverpool do badly, then at least I have one Spurs player who might give me points. I was really excited to see him play more forward against um, whoever Watford, and Kane was a bit deeper, um, which makes Lucas really worth his uh, price tag. Um, and he was, I mean, he was good uh, against you guys. Um, yeah. But I, I don't want him to be good against us. So I'm hoping we can shut them down. Even though it's <laughs> going to be a very, very hard game. I can see that. If, if we are not at our best, it's going to be a very hard game. Um, the, I guess the good thing is that Lovren will not play. Um, so we don't have the... Uh, I guess the danger of of him uh, losing his concentration or something, and I think Gomez was really good, um, g- really good against Leicester. But we'll see uh, that game how it goes. Okay, um, so how how is your bench looking? Uh, my bench for now is Westwood of Germ- Sorry, Westwood of Burnley, one mm-hmm. one Bisaka, and I don't know. I think. Gizal or someone, I'm not sure. Or I think I, I'll start Mitrovic against City because City have been uh, look not that good defensively, so Mitrovic can grab a goal or something from them. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think Mitrovic will most probably score against City. I know it's a hard, but I I don't think City are very good defensively, and it's I think he might find his way. Like, I, I'm not saying Fulham will score five. I I think they might score one goal. I, I knew that Newcastle will score at least one, so I, I can see it happening. Um, I, I think City will easily win that game, but I, I think that Fulham might get away with a goal or something. But the main but, talking point of last week was only one thing, right? Allison in Blunderland. Well, I don't know. I don't think that was really a main talking point. Only for from jealous rival fans, but <laughs> I think people are blowing the whole thing out of proportion. I mean, he didn't make a goalkeeping mistake. He made a show-offy mistake. And I think those are two very Come good, on. different things, you know. He Come was on. just showing just off. Him. Just tell him that he made a huge mistake and he should not do it again. Well, of course. I mean, he said that himself. Um, but I think a lot of rival fans just went and said, like, oh, um, he, he is a, such a Carius. Because Carius made ridiculously stupid goalkeeping mistakes where he, he could have caught the ball, but the ball just went back into the net. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I mean, I hope Alison would do that. And until <laughs> that happens, I will think that Alison is currently the best goalkeeper in the league. <laughs> sorry, can't hear you from top of the from from the golden glove. Sorry. <laughs> well, I said currently, so I don't think De Gea is even close this season, to be honest. Well, De Gea has done enough in the past four seasons to be the current go- best goalkeeper. And who is now living in the past, huh? <laughs> you always Liverpool fans for living in the past, and look at this. <clears throat> Look at all these four seasons we played with the hair being so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, Andrea, how about your team? You said you are not looking for any transfers this week. 
I am very close to just not doing anything. I mean, I'm so also extremely busy with my work these days that I don't really have anything to think about um, or any time to think about it. And um, when I look at my spreadsheet and how my team is looking, I mean, there, there are several potential transfers I can do. Um, I, I would like to ship out uh, Van Anholt and Pickford and Aubameyang. Um, but it's, and obviously, I would like to have Aguero and Hennessy um, and Shaw. And I think though I would be able to downgrade, uh, upgrade Aubameyang to Aguero, but I need to downgrade Van Anholt or um, or pick. So I guess either I roll a transfer or I just downgrade one of them this uh, before next um, game week. So so that that's kind of the where, where I'm currently thinking, because I don't want to just do any transfer just to do it. Um, I, I last week I took a minus eight and I took out Maris, Richarlison, and Shaw. Uh, I don't know why I took Shaw out. It was stupid. Um, and uh, I got in Lucas, Mkhitaryan, and Alonso. And both Ooh. Lucas and Alonso uh, did well, but Mkhitaryan being benched really pissed me off. So, <laughs> Well, um, you shouldn't have trusted Arsenal players and that too with two spots in your team. I am very tempted to even kick off uh, Aubameyang from my team. Yeah, I, I can't believe I have two uh, Arsenal players. But... The thing is, I've seen people massively bringing in Arsenal defenders, and I just don't understand why. I mean, fine, the fullbacks can attack, but I haven't seen such a huge attacking force from Arsenal yet from their fullbacks. Um, I mean, okay, Montreal scored a couple of goals, but I, I still, there's, I don't think there is even a small chance of them giving me clean sheets if they conceded to Cardiff were very, very poor going forward. Um, so I was I was really surprised. I, I don't hate Arsenal, so don't think that I'm, I'm <laughs> here ranting or anything. I, that's the only London team that I can actually digest. Um, <laughs> well, the problem with Arsenal defenders is, as you said, even at 5.5 million, I would want my defenders to keep clean sheets. And that's the reason I didn't take uh, Patrick Van Aanholt because... He can give you attacking returns, but that those attacking returns are like bonus points, which won't come in every week. Yeah, exactly. So I want I want that them to keep clean sheets in a consistent basis, and that's why I try to avoid these five point five Arsenal defenders. Yeah, I I agree. I absolutely agree. But I've seen people shipping Robertson out for an Arsenal defender, and as good as Arsenal fixture fixtures are, I still think Robertson will outscore most of them during you know, Robertson's games against Spurs and Chelsea. I honestly think so. Um, Even I think so because his attacking potential in these in these games I had seen last when he against City he was so good. Yeah, I agree. I I and the thing is Liverpool team thrives from these big games. Um it was different last season when Chelsea played very defensive football. I think they're playing more attackingly now, which will now leave more spaces for Liverpool attackers to go forward. And it could be a very interesting game um, this season. So, um, and to be honest, I would like to also mention, I don't think Klopp will rotate the main players in these games. I would be much more worried if they were playing um, 
like Cardiff or Huddersfield or someone, I would be much worried, more worried about the rotation in these smaller games than in these huge ones. I know it's going to be a very tough uh, schedule for Liverpool in the next month, but I don't see main players dropping on the bench to get rested. They will probably, and most probably, they will be subbed early. But I can still see Salaman and Robertson starting uh, all of these games. Potentially, maybe getting rested for Southampton. Uh, but I would think that if even if they are, they will get half an hour towards the end. And that's enough for Salah to score a brace. And we know that from the Stoke game last season. <laughs> I know that very well personally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that Southampton game, if Salah is benched, there would be a bloodbath in the Twitter community. <laughs> uh, yes, so I think uh, I think for that game, well, either well, I think he will definitely come on. If he's on the bench, he will come on later. So um, I would probably consider maybe captaining someone else for that week, even though yeah. even though he can easily uh, score from the bench. And. Yeah. Then, uh, well, I'm playing my wild card, and people are asking a lot about wild card questions. So, what what strategy do you think is good for the wild card? People are talking about different formations, third striker, no third striker, and all those things. What's your opinion on that? Well, I don't think that playing any specific formation will have a huge effect on your overall score, right? You're gonna yeah. play. At least that's how I do. I never really fussed about the formation. I, I know some people always go with the same formation. I really don't understand the logic behind that because I usually just play with uh, a player I think will score more goals than another one against someone. Like, I have no problem putting roles in my team if I think that Cardiff might potentially do better than Burnley. I, I don't have any Burnley players, but I'm just saying if I did. Okay, um, yeah. I have no problem rotating, doing different formations. I, I tried my very first time that I tried, um, I think it was um, five, three, no, five, yeah. four, five, four, five, one. four, one. Yeah, last week you tried that. Yes, I, I played five, four, one. And it wasn't the best one. I don't think playing five at the back is a good idea. <laughs> It's, um, such a, I don't think it's such a heart-wrenching thing that you can lose a clean sheet at the last minute also and then your four points or whatever is gone. Exactly. So I don't think I'll be trying that anytime soon. Um, but I have the the holy trinity of uh, premium defenders and uh, I'm going to hold on to those. And I think they will start whichever team they're playing. Um, and um, so, yeah, I think I, I, I definitely... I, so that's why when it comes to wild cards, I'm still not very keen to, to uh, play mine. The thing is, I still don't feel like I need to do massive changes. I would maybe change three players. And that doesn't really, um, to me at least, it, it's not good enough to, to waste my wild card. Because that's true. three changes is minus eight point hit. And I'd rather take a minus eight point hit than play my wild card for three players. As I said, I would ship out Pickford, Van Anholt, and Mkhitaryan or Aubameyang or both. So, so that's maximum minus 12 points. I don't think that's worth playing my wildcard for. And you never know. Aubameyang might score against Newcastle or Mkhitaryan could. You, you really never know. Van Anholt, if Zaha is back, 
they might have a good game. So yeah. anything can really happen. Uh, you know, in some teams I have seen some teams with four premium defenders. They have Alonso, Mendy, uh, Robertson, and Trippier. But I'm not sure if I want to go that heavy in defense. Like yes, I I agree. And to be honest, I think people. People talk too much about Liverpool's fixtures and the Champions League, but nobody really mentions Spurs' fixtures in Champions League. They are facing um, Barca, right? The, exactly. I don't know. Spurs have. I think Spurs are in a tougher group than Liverpool. I'm. I'm not trying to say we are not in a tough group, but mm. I think playing Barca and who do they have? I think. Inter, oh, Inter, Inter Milan. I mean, yeah. that's probably the worst fourth four pot team, uh, pot four team they could have drawn. Um, that's true. Um, so I think Spurs will have it really, really hard, and I wouldn't be surprised if Trippier and Aurier get rotated much more in the coming games. Um, so I would be very, uh, I would, I would steer clear from those uh, likely to be rotated Spurs players, um, and um, and I would just go for. And then, if, if you think like that, then I think even Lucas Moura can be rotated a lot. I agree that he might get rotated with Son. Yeah, yeah, I think that's quite possible. That's why I don't have any Spurs player in my team. If I bring, I'll bring uh, Sir Harold only. But I don't know how will I manage Salah, Aguero, and Sir Harold in my team. Do you think? Do you think that um, Son might need a rest before he starts properly playing? Like he really had quite um, intense, you know, a period now. Do you think he will be able to start the game immediately when he's back? I I don't see that really happening. I, but... I don't see that. But uh, you you didn't know uh, that Harry Kane was going to start again. Harry Kane and Dali Ali were going to start against Newcastle on the first day, and they did right. So well, it's to possible. be honest, to be honest, I I wasn't surprised that I I know Kane would want to play, so I I wasn't really surprised about that. Um, I don't know. He's an idiot. Like, why does he want to play and then play such poor football? Just get fit and play nicely as you are. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess yeah, would be a good question for Spurs fans. Maybe they follow those things more and they know Pochettino better than us. Um. I, I guess anything can happen, really. So, who knows? <laughs> I think now we have to go to the Twitter questions for now. Yeah, I guess it should be time to try and address those now. <laughs> um, yeah, you can you can start with the questions. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think the first one is from uh, DS. Uh, thanks, DS, for your question. He's asking, what do you guys make of Arsenal? Will Lacazette start regularly over Aubameyang? Ramsey, Mickey, or Ozil, who will start the most? And... Uh, then the second part of the question is, should we avoid Arsenal till more clarity occurs on their first choice? Well, Diaz, I think you answered your question yourself on the second part where you said you should avoid Arsenal till more clarity is there because <laughs> what I what I think is uh, the Europa League fixtures are on Thursday and then Arsenal will play on Sunday. So, I'm not sure who will start on the Europa League, whether it will be Aubameyang or Lacazette or both of them. They're travelling to some far-off places in Ukraine and Azerbaijan or something like that. It will be very tiring for these players. Even Ramsey might be dropped. Well, he looked good against Cardiff, but I don't know. I agree with you. I, I would be quite... Yeah, that's a very good point. And you're kind of giving me ideas to transfer one of my Arsenal players out. 
<laughs> that's the thing i am thinking of what to do with obamayang because i'm not sure that at 11 million i can afford him to get bench yeah no i agree i definitely agree i think that it wouldn't be a bad idea to you know maybe avoid uh, arsenal players for a while um regardless of their fixtures <laughs> yes but exactly and if we a lot of people want their 7.2 7.3 million of mikitarian and he came for one minute and you had uh, danning sitting on the bench eight pointer dannings and he couldn't come on because mikitarian played for that one minute exactly and that was very very annoying <laughs> then uh, second one we have from S- uh, fpl sparta hi fpl sparta thanks for your question uh, mate uh, he was asking when do we get that extra 0.1 million when a player is transferred out i have got mendy at 6.2 and now he is 6.4 i have tried to transfer him out to see if i can get that 0.1 million extra since his price has gone by 0.2 but the transfer price is still showing 6.2 the price i brought him in what do you think i think it's right, like same way right like for example i i got pedro at 6.6 now he is at 6.8 or something and i'm getting 6.7 yeah i think that should be right it's it's quite confusing actually i mean you would expect that you can sell him for uh, 6.3 if you bought him at 6.2 unless you thought you bought him at 6.2 and you actually bought him at 6.3 <laughs> but i don't think so like um yeah and i'm very surprised why is this showing otherwise for every point 2 increase you get 0.1 million like that's what i thought it was yeah yeah i i thought so too i agree um so i'm i'm quite surprised like i i have i can sell lucas for 7.1 but his price is 7.3 so yes now it increased to 7.3 yeah exactly and i bought him at 7.1 so i i can and i can sell him for 7.1 i am quite surprised that that's the case so you bought lucas for 7.1 yes and now he's 7.3 and i can only sell him for 7.1 oh then the, i think the same problem our friend is also facing here he's telling that it has increased by 0.2 so why is it not yeah that's very very yeah good question <laughs> then next one i think the next one is from our friend frank fpl sniper he's telling best downgrade in defense for pva priced under 5.0 yes that's a very good question i think under 5.0 oh i'm not sure but i would probably say holebas yes maybe holebas yes yeah i think that would be yeah i think uh, if you have 5 million 5. I think PVA is five point five. If you want to go with five, you have two options. Luke Shaw is slightly costlier at five point one, but yeah. I think he's worth it because yeah, he's taking shots and crosses and everything. He looks really, really good. Yeah, the good thing about Holabas is that he's on set pieces and um, he he has so many assists. And I think he's a very good shot for his price as well. Well, that's that's true. Uh, at four point eight, uh, if you want to go, you'll get point seven million. uh but i think their fixtures are united, next match is united and if you don't want to holibus for that then i think you can go for one more that uh, leicester city right back pereira or something uh, he's 5.0 and he's looked really good yeah i agree i agree 
uh, he's a good shout. Even in the Liverpool game, he was, I think, very decent playing yeah. on that right back. Yeah, I think the whole of Leicester were really good against Liverpool, I, I have to say. Then he's asking, uh, Frank's second question is, Hazard versus Mane. Yes, that's a tough one. Well, I think I th- discussed that. I, I think at least I gave my answer during the pod. Um, but what is your take on that? Uh, well, I think considering the fixtures, if you already have Salah and you're going with Aguero at the top, you I think you should go with Hazard because I don't see Mane scoring to these many number of goals against Spurs or whatever you guys face. And there will be rotation as well, right? Like you said. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, I don't think they will be really rotated, but I think what Hazard has in his favor is great fixtures. But I, don't I, I think uh, Sari will not rotate him. He's ninety minutes for sure, and he's on pens. Yeah, yeah. So Hazard is a has been a troll for me, but who knows, Frank? He might be a really good punt for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the best question of the evening comes from Frank. When will the wheels of the Liverpool title bid come off? Uh, All well, yours. <laughs> when, when we lift the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 too funny, you know. Like Liverpool fan. Okay, you have started the season really, really well, but it's too early to call it. Well, no. Water. I'm I'm not saying that will. I think we are going in the right direction. I'm I'm not saying we will win. I mean, I I will. When I'm at home with Freddie, I'm going to joke and say, oh, we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league every time we win it, right? But I don't really mean it, uh, seriously, <laughs> right? I mean, everyone will say that after. I think also Watford fans probably say we're going to win the league. So I, I just think it's it's kind of a funny banter. I don't really think until we're towards the end of the season with a few games to go and if if we're quite good doing well, I, I don't see why we wouldn't. But... Um, for now, it's only jokes from my side because I'm just trying to be positive. I like what I see. I, I know that last season we were usually either drawing these games or losing in the last minute or something. We, we definitely always concede in the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, so I think we're going in the right direction. And everyone just says, oh, these are like, look who they played. But look who, who we played. We played, um, uh, we played Brighton, who beat Man United, right? We... We played uh, Crystal Palace. Okay, they were crap, but they did put up a fight. <laughs> they did put up a good fight against us. Um, so I don't think they looked bad at all against Liverpool. West Ham were crap. I agree, um, and I think Leicester looked really, really good. And that's one of those games where you say that you win ugly, and that's one of the games we won really ugly. Um, where you can easily argue that even if Leicester won this one, it wouldn't be undeserved. Um, so I, I think based on, on that evidence, we are going in the right direction. I think the Champions League will have its toll on you because you have Napoli to face and uh, PSG. So you will have to put your strongest team every week, every three days. And that's that's going to be tough, really tough. Well, I agree, but you can't really, you know, if, if you want to be the best, you need to beat the best. So, um, I, I don't, if we show in this period that we can do it, we will be on a really, really good track towards something good at the end of the season. That's true, yes. Uh, if you get through this September-October period, that's, that's really impressive if you get through it. Yeah, I think, I think now we have a good uh, squad depth. 
I think I don't see why it would be bad to start playing um, like a Shakiri instead of uh, Mane or someone or Sturridge over Firmino. I, I don't Salah. think that that's a bad thing. Uh, I don't oh. think Salah will get dropped. Um, I think <laughs> Salah is the least likely player to get dropped, to be honest. Um, but um, especially in the games that we have. I think the, the main players might get rested in the Carabao Cup game, um, but not in the others. And um, But I think now we have really... Also, uh, when when Ryan Brewster is back from his injury, he will be a first uh, like first team player, and he will also be a very good Firmino substitute. Um, Isn't he so, like a kid or something? Seventeen, eighteen year old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's seventeen or yeah. He and he's very good. They won. They won the world. The Euro World Cup. I think no, one I, of those things. You was Euro. No, it was the under seventeen World Cup, which was conducted oh, here. Yeah. In- oh yeah, it's, so yeah, they they won that, and he was the top scorer, I think. So I think if he can settle down with the first team, I think he will be a great addition one day. Yeah. Then, uh, then the next question comes from FPL TT. He's asking, Mo Salah or no Salah? Try to keep it unbiased. FPL scientist. <laughs> well, um. Do you want to provide your answer first, and then I can say my bi- unbiased opinion? <laughs> well, FPL DT get rid of Salah. He's a fraud. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I'm just kidding. The thing with Salah is there are two things. What I have seen till now is first is his ownership. It's at fifty four percent, fifty two percent, or something like that. If you ditch him and he scores, you are done. You are done for the week. Your game week rank will dive like anything. Yeah. And the second thing is, he's not out of form. Yeah, he's not scoring, but he's passing the eye test for me. The most important thing is when I watch the games, I want the players to be in and around the penalty area and should be taking shots. He's doing that. Sometimes a days, sometimes he has off days and then he can miss those things. But I think he's doing the right things and well, for 13 million, he has not proved his worth yet, but I have I believe in the player's ability that he, he will prove his worth for 13 million eventually. So that's why I'm keeping him for now. But if he doesn't fire for next four or five game weeks in a continuously, so I have to remove him. Yes, I, I agree with that. And the thing is when when you come to say biased or unbiased, when I give my opinion, um I usually base my opinion on what I would do, right? So I would not suggest someone to do something that I personally wouldn't do. Because if I wouldn't do it, that means that I think it's a bad idea. Um, that's true. So, so that's why my opinion will be not biased. It's going to be my personal opinion, which is Mo Salah, um, not no Salah. Um, and uh, I'm sticking to all three of my Liverpool players um, because they can fire whenever. Um, and they like these uh, big games. They kind of thrive on them, and I, I don't see why is it bad. Like, I think the biggest problem and biggest issue people have with Salah is his price. And um, yes. at, at 10 million, everyone would have him, probably. Well, there will always be people, but um, <laughs> I think 13 million... Um, Think... 13 million, they expect a return every week. Not a return, they expect a goal every week. I think yeah. that's a bit unrealistic. 
it's reading the Premier League. Exactly. It's realistic. And if you don't want to pay 13 million for a player, don't. Nobody's making you. Right. That that's my personal opinion. I see too many tweets. This is not for FPLTP. This is for everyone's tweets I've read that annoyed me. <laughs> um uh there there is so what I find annoying is that they're like, oh uh, he's 13 million and he used to be 10. For that much money he should score, you know, three times more than he did last year. Not three times, but, you know, uh or a third more of the points he scored. Look. He he can't do that, right? And if you don't think the 13 million is worth um, for having a player who will consist, who you can you can captain Salah as set and forget captain, and you will still score more than if you rotate your captains every week. I am quite sure if Salah continues his form from last season, and by the looks of it, he did do that. Um, if people think he's not worth 13 million, then just don't pay for it. That's my honest opinion. So if you think that you want to have a stable player, continuous, who has, you know, good returns, um, I think Salah is the best player for that. And I think for that alone, 13 million is worth it. To be honest, now, after a few game weeks have passed, after we've seen a few players uh, in lower price brackets, which are worth it, like currently Lucas, like Pedro, it's very easy to feed those players and still have Salah. Um, because who will you put in? You, you will not put in Ericsson, for example, who hasn't scored a goal yet. You will not put in you know, someone Kukusane who, or, or Maris. They're all premium midfielders who are doing fuck all, right? And- exactly. Don't talk about Sane and Mahrez. What, what idiots they have, what trolls they have become for the league. FPL. Well, for now, I'll just say avoid, 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 avoid. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I don't think, I don't really have much to say about them. I think, so I only have one um, City player in my team, and that's Mendy. And currently, I'm quite happy with that. Um, so, uh, on, on that regard, I think, Andrea, you have been very lucky in the past two, three game weeks when Aguero has not scored otherwise. Your rack well, would have died. Is, I never said I wouldn't want to have Aguero. I want to have Aguero, but I don't. I, I can't find a way to fit him in now without taking hits. Um, because uh, I, I understand that. But last three game weeks, when he hit the post twice against Wolves, and then he missed those chances against Newcastle. But that's what that's what Aguero does, doesn't he? He he scores a hat trick and then goes missing, and then he scores a hat trick again and then goes missing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's the only worry I would have. Like. I really like how Aubameyang was so consistent at the end of last season. I really love that. I love that consistency with him. And I don't have that anymore. And that really annoys me. Um, so I would like to ship Aubameyang out. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what I would ideally want to do. Well, uh, moving on to the next question. Next is from FBL Ismo. Uh, he's asking... Who is the best replacement for Zaha? Thanks, Ismo, uh, for the question. A best replacement for Zaha, as I said, for me, I have replaced him for now with Mitrovic. Yeah, what do you say? I agree. I agree. Uh, if you want to save some money, you can go down to Troy Deeney because his fixtures, like he ha- he scores often against United, so he might score against United again. Yeah. Apart from that, even even Murray is there, as Andrea said before. So it's your wish. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, then, we have the last question, yeah? 
and yes second last actually i think uh, i got a very late request for one more question that i'll tell okay <laughs> yeah then fpl plonker we have fpl plonker thank you for your question mate you were asking best 4.5 goalkeeper for wild card well, yeah we discussed that at the beginning of the pod but i think i i personally i i'm quite keen on hennessy myself um i also quite like etheridge but their fixtures are becoming a nightmare however he might have um a lot of um uh saves in the next few game weeks so that's one possibility that's true uh, even i am inclined towards hennessy but i'll see what happens with the zaha and all crystal palace thing and how their mindset changes for now i think i'll go with patricio because he looks good like he's good he looked good against the west ham team and then he has i think he has only manchester united as the next big fixture apart from that all six fixtures are quite easy yeah yeah i think yeah, i think he's a good shout yeah i agree then uh, apart from that i think you can go with uh, uh, ryan he has he has spurs home but after that spurs and city he has good fixtures so Yeah, Brighton are a tough team to beat at home, so I think you can go for them also. Yeah, I think he's a good shot. Yeah. Then uh, he's uh, now FPL brick squad. That is Adam FPL. He's asking, do you think it's uh, worth swapping out Allison for one of the four point five goalkeepers, so that he he wants Zaha in for he wants Zaha out, Wade in, and that's why he's swapping uh, Allison with someone like four point five keeper. What do you think? Well, Alisson will not have easy fixtures coming up, but I think Alisson is a season keeper. Um I think he will probably do very very good towards the end of the season. They he started really well with keeping all these clean sheets and um he's I think he's a, the 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 main difference in the Liverpool team this season compared to the one last season. Um so I I guess that's a very tough one, right? I For me I would uh, take out Allison because next three fixtures, four fixtures read as Spurs, Southampton, Chelsea and City. Not very sure that he will keep clean sheet in any one of them. No, but I think yeah, if if you if um if you're taking out Allison uh, on your free transfer or with a hit, I would do that. uh for these four game weeks but then if you haven't if if you're planning on playing a wild card later i would bring in alison on that wild card after the fixture is improved because i think alison will be a really really good player on your team if you are if you want to have him um so i think alison is probably the best f keeper fpl wise um to have long term but fixtures don't really um are are not very good at the moment so that that that's what i think i guess if you but the thing is that there is still a chance that liverpool might do really well right and keep a clean sheet against southampton i think that might that might be possible um yeah, but the but, next the other three games the chelsea city and spurs exactly. i don't think well, liverpool is going to keep clean sheet in that well Yeah, Liverpool did clean keep one clean sheet against City last season. So it is possible, but City will also I think Liverpool's defense is much better now than it was last season. And anything can happen. 
I'm not saying it will happen, but it, it the same thing. Like you wouldn't expect that Czech will concede two goals to Cardiff, right? That's why, or or that Spurs will concede to to Watford or something yeah. like. That. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Situations which you can't predict. I think for the next four fixtures, it's safer to go maybe with another goalkeeper. Um, but I think for the season-long thing, um, I would prefer to have Allison than a 4.5 goalkeeper. That's it's true. Yeah. Then he's asking, can he go for Vardy in place of Zaha? I think we talked about Vardy before. Like against big teams, he performs really well, and against this small team, something happens to him, and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I quite like Vardy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think this is the end of today's questions. And then almost to the end of the podcast, we have become. Uh, so for the next game week, Andrea, who do you think you will captain? Um, I was thinking about that. Um, I think well, Salah would probably be my first choice because he's my set and forget captain. But I'm very close to captaining Alonso, um, and that could be like a differential captain. They are playing. Uh, they are playing Cardiff at home. And I can see him at least keeping a clean sheet. Um, and if he has some scoring returns, that might be brilliant. So I, I don't see why Alonso would be a bad shout in this one. I think Chelsea have a better um, defence than Arsenal. So I would expect them to keep a clean sheet at home to Cardiff. Um, because Cardiff will not attack in that game. They are not at home. Um, they, they will park the bus. And... Um, we we have seen against Arsenal that their defending is not the best either. So Cardiff will struggle in this game. And I can see that to be quite a high-scoring game. God, now that you have said it in that way, I'm thinking of ditching Aubameyang and getting Hazard myself. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, but ditch Aubameyang, upgrade Pedro to Hazard and get Ings or whoever else. You can even go for a bit more expensive one. <laughs> yeah, and... I think uh, this week I'm going to captain Aguero. Oh, God, please do something this week, Kun. Yeah. Who are they? They're playing Fulham, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I think he will score against Fulham at home. That's, Definitely. That's quite possible, yeah. yeah. And he didn't even travel to Argentina, Argentina squad, so he's getting rest, rested completely. That's, that's the reason I want to bring him in, because he's going to have a rest. He's going to definitely start. So. Well, I think you should ditch Aubameyang, get Aguero and get a 4.5 keeper or something like that, right? In place of Pickford, that would be sorted. I am not taking any hits. No, no, no. Oh, yes. You already took a minus 8 last time, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I decided no hits this time. You know what? I'm, I'm, the only big, huge worry I have is what's going to happen with Crystal Palace against Huddersfield. It, 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 it's a very hard one, right? If Zaha is not starting or playing, they will not win if you're basing this on their statistics. They they never ever won a game when Zaha didn't play in the yeah, last like in almost how many two years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I have double Crystal Palace defense. However, it can go completely other direction, and they can get a clean sheet and a lot of points, and that that kind of keeps me. But then again, we thought the same thing about Southampton, didn't we? Um, and Southampton kept a nice clean sheet. So, I don't know what to do here. I'm really considering just benching one Bissaka, or I might just ditch one on un- one hold for sure and do that as my transfer. And then I will have funds to upgrade Obama and to Aguero the weekend, the week after. 
So that's one of the things. That would be a good move. I think so. Yeah. But it, I thought uh, you had taken out uh, PVA for Alonso getting Shaw out and getting him in again. It's it's, it's so like stupid. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. I and that that really pissed me off. <laughs> and just imagine if Shaw is rested that week. Don't even mention that. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I think we have come to the end of this podcast. Yep. And then. Uh, for for the listeners who are listening for the first time, well, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Twitter Twitter handle hell underscore football h e l l underscore f o o t b a l l hell underscore football. You can find me Prashant Tiwari at my Twitter handle f p l underscore Prashant f p l underscore p r a s h a n t, and you can find Andrea on Twitter or Twitter at the Twitter handle is f p l science. Thank you guys for listening. And hope to be yeah. back soon again. Yeah, thank you guys. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.